Hey guys, Mr. Swerb checking in with the latest edition of the Cardboard Jungle Podcast. Today we're going to take stock where the NBA playoffs sit with the conference semifinals about halfway home. Been an incredible postseason so far. Uh, just chock full of star players, storylines, drama, tight games, great finishes. These four conference semifinal series that we're in the midst of right now. All seem likely to go at least six games, potentially seven for some or all of them. So it should be great theater the rest of the way. Let's start out West with what may have been the game of the postseason so far. Incredible win by the Suns last night in game four to tie that series against Denver at two apiece. Uh, just an incredible mono mono battle between Devin Booker and Nikola Jokic, both incredible talents. Uh, and it really reminded me as a Cavs fan of the seventh game of the 2008 Eastern Conference semifinals between the Celtics and the Cavs where Paul Pierce and LeBron James just went at it one-on-one in the entire game in in one of the greatest playoff games in in my mind of all time. Uh, Booker can't help but invoke visions and memories for me of Kobe Bryant is just when I watch Booker at his best and that is what he's been shooting almost 80% these last two games, carrying the Suns along with KD on their back to a tie in this series. Just the intensity, the swagger, the love for the big moment just reminds me of Kobe, and it's fun to watch. The Suns got some big shots last night from Landry Shamet. There was a Terrence Ross sighting, and Monty Williams really just kind of forced to figure out a rotation from night to night using guys that haven't been called upon to, to do too much this year. Quite frankly, probably shouldn't be playing uh, at this stage of the playoffs, but uh, the KD trade definitely gutted the bench, gutted the roster, and uh, just been very interesting watching a very deep and cohesive Nuggets team that's been together for a long time in this battle against the Suns team with just two really phenomenal star players and missing CP3 and... and just not a lot of team chemistry, but just individual skill and talent versus the Nuggets team approach. Uh, also, just really bizarre incident last night in this game between Jokic and the Suns' new owner, Matt Ishbia, who I'm familiar with from my former industry. And yeah, it, it's just Ishbia, the ball came to him and he tried to kind of keep it from Jokic and kind of stood up and puffed his chest. Jokic gave him a little elbow shimmy, and uh, all hell kind of broke loose. be interesting to see what, if anything, comes from it. Don't think there should be a suspension for Jokic, but what I do know is Matt Ishbia, just buckle up, Suns fans. Uh, going to be a wild ride with that guy. I'll just I'll leave it at that. The other series out west, super excited for Game 4 tonight between the Warriors and the Lakers. The Warriors just had their ass handed to them, really, in Game 3 in L.A. That trailed the series 2-1, making this obviously a huge game for them tonight. The Warriors have struggled on the road all year, and uh, no different in Game 3. They were just 13 of 43 from 3. They had 19 turnovers. Just missed a lot of open shots, too, honestly. The Lakers did play good defense, um, but... Warriors also just missed a lot of open shots in this game. D'Angelo Russell with some big buckets for the Lakers. And, you know, the Lakers, to me, it's just 
it's so funny with LeBron and AD. You could just see them kind of pacing them. LeBron's pacing himself. AD, I'm, I'm not sure what it is. It, it's like with Harden and some others we've seen in the playoffs, just the up and the down. What I do know is when LeBron and AD are both at their best, the Lakers seem like the slightly better team in this series. I did pick the Warriors to win this series, but uh, again, you're dealing with a player that's almost 40 in LeBron and another in AD that just for whatever reason can't bring the same intensity level every night. So we just four games left in this series potentially. It'd be fascinating to see how tonight plays out and the rest of this series, but uh, really looking forward to that one. Uh, I do think the Warriors get it done tonight and still find a way to get the win in this series with games wins in game tonight and games five and seven at home. But we'll see what transpires there. Out east, last night, Philly-Boston, a huge win for the Sixers in OT to tie that series at two. You know, you had... Good game, James Harden, last night after bad game, James, in games two and three. But what has struck me in this series, I just, I watched this series as a basketball fan. I see a Celtics team that has more talent, uh, that is far more athletic, that is much deeper, that is kind of refusing to push the envelope, to push the tempo against a Sixers team that is really, I mean, Think about it. You've got Embiid, who is injured and admitted in the postgame presser last night that he was just completely gassed at the end of the game. you got James Harden, who is just clearly out of shape, really has never been in shape in his career and is far from even an average defender. And P.J. Tucker, who's almost 40. I mean, those three guys are almost always on the floor for Philly. Boston refusing to run, refusing to push the tempo. Uh, you know, I blame that. Mostly on head coach Joe Missoula, who still seems in over his head. Um, you know, I talked about this on the last pod, just the coaching mismatch in my mind between him and Doc Rivers in this series. I think you're seeing that. I think that's why this series is 2-2. Uh, and But Marcus Smart's got to run more. If he's going to be out there, he's got to push the tempo and go more. I think a little too inclined to just walk the ball up. But... Uh, epic performance by Harden last night, 16 of 23 from the field, including the game winner from the baseline at the buzzer, eight rebounds, nine assists. And uh, that series heads back to Boston for game five. Tonight, we get game four of the Heat and the Knicks series in Miami. The Knicks down 2-1, likely fighting for their lives tonight um, in Miami, coming off just an atrocious shooting performance in Game 3. You know, and for me, it's just the Knicks' top players are just not putting the biscuit in the basket in this series. It's really what it's kind of come down to. Brunson's been good in spots, but all in all has not been the Jalen Brunson Knicks fans want to see. Julius Randle's been hurt and a train wreck. R.J. Barrett and Manuel Quickly have been, you know, some moments in the playoffs, but really have been MIA for most of it. And you look at this Miami team that just continues to surprise. Again, lost the first play-in game at home by like 30 to the Hawks, and just everybody had them dead and buried. And now here they are looking to go up 3-1 tonight, and we'll 
be likely underdogs if it's against the Celtics in the East Finals, but not huge ones. Um, you talk about their supporting players, and again, they're without Hero, they're without Oladipo, but it has been this group of kind of role players. Um, Gabe Vincent, Caleb Martin, Max Struess, uh, Kevin Love, Duncan Robinson, all five of those players are shooting 37% or higher from three in the playoffs. And with the alpha dog, Jimmy Butler, that kind of all the planets are orbiting around, and, and one of the best coaches in basketball history, in my mind, Eric Spalestra, and you see the formula that Miami is using here. So um, tonight, the Knicks, their back's against the wall. Can they get it done? We'll see what happens. I, I picked the Knicks to win this series. I do think they get it done tonight. Uh, I could see this series going seven still. But uh, my, Knicks are going to have to win tonight to, to make that happen. We'll check back in uh, shortly with some refreshed updates on uh, what we're seeing from the NBA playoffs. Thank you very much, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care.